So we know the pandemic upset a lot of things, including the health care delivery system here in the state of Michigan. We saw a lot of people, especially nurses, leave the health care field. I think we've got something like 8,500 openings right now and 50,000 nurses, licensed nurses that could fill those positions, but they aren't. Um, we've also got this issue of increasing waits to see a primary care physician. What's behind it? How do we fix it? And how bad are the delays? Nobody covers the healthcare industry in the state of Michigan uh, more comprehensively than Dustin Walsh at the Cranes Detroit Business. And we welcome Dustin in on this Wednesday morning. Hi there, Dustin. Hey, guy. How are you doing? Excellent. So how what, what were you hearing uh, that led to the story? How, how bad are the wait times in, in offices around Metro Detroit? Well, really, it was it was people that had, you know, either didn't go see their primary care doctor during the pandemic. Obviously, that became hard. Either you were forced to do virtual or, um, you know, various other ways to do it. And so a lot of people were just trying to go back to a primary care doctor. And maybe they're like, you know what? I haven't seen him. I'm going to tr- try a new one. Um, and they just weren't able to get in. And then we kept hearing more calls about wait times, like you're seeing people having to wait six months, eight months, nine months to get into a primary care doctor. Um, and it just kept getting worse. And it's like, well, we knew that it was bad, you know, coming out of the pandemic, but, you know, we're sort of removed from that a little bit. Why isn't it improving? And so that's really the question and impetus that, that set out to kind of figure this out. Dustin, do we see that uh, a lot of doctors uh, who are coming out of medical school are going into more of the, you know, special fields as opposed to the the uh, uh, PCP fields because of, you know, they can make more money and they get better yeah. reimbursement? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. So um, primary care physicians and pediatricians are among the lowest paid uh, physicians in the healthcare industry, if not the lowest paid. Um, so, you know, you typically don't see them, uh, you're not seeing the numbers sort of replacing them. We're seeing a lot of those doctors sort of aging out, right? Um, you know, I remember my, my primary care doctor when I was, you know, a teenager was, was probably in his seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of those people are sort of aging out of the market and there's not a, a replacement because they get paid so much less. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a decent, decent salary. Um, but it's, it's, it's less than half as much as say a cardiologist makes or a neurologist. Um, you know, those specialty jobs make considerably more money and have easier reimbursement um, than a primary care physician does. Dustin, so Michiganders are underserved. Is that because of some of our state laws as well in terms of reimbursement for doctors? Yeah, a lot of the reimbursements, it's really sort of dictated more on the federal side. You know, reimbursement is almost sort of dictated by, um, um, by Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. You know, so those the, the Medicaid and the Medicare payments, you know, they've been they haven't kept up with sort of the inflationary costs of what it costs to to run an operation. Um, and, and so obviously the, the private health care insurers like the Blue Crosses and the HAPs of the world have, have sort of kept pace with, with CMS and and maintained. And so it's just harder and harder to get reimbursement, um, particularly as we're seeing more and more complex uh, conditions among people. We're seeing more chronic conditions. Um, that has to do with largely because our population in Michigan is getting older and also because we, we're, we're advancing medicine. We know more about the human body and, and human illnesses. And so we're finding more things that could be treated. Um, and really the reimbursement plate, you know, uh, the plate hasn't caught up to that. Dustin, when, when you look at how we deliver health care, it has changed a lot since the pandemic. Some of it has to do with efficiency. Couldn't doctors see more patients, be more efficient, reduce those wait times? if they embrace telehealth or hasn't that yielded the savings that they thought it would? 
Yeah, I think it depends on what side of the metric you're on. Um, you know, I think access is the most critical thing and important thing to people that run hospitals, that run a healthcare uh, provider offices. And so to them, having having an ability to go into your patient portal and message your doctor or to be able to have a telehealth visit really is, you know, hey, that increases access. That's sort of solving this problem. But the problem is that there's not enough doctors. And so now they're having to not only see a large patient panel um, full of patients every single day, um, you know, the average, I think the average doctor spends less than 10 minutes with each patient, um, you know, so it's not a lot of time to, to get to know your patient. And then they're having to answer the emails um, that come in via the patient portal, and they're having to do the telehealth. And it's really just sort of adding layers to what a primary care physician has to do on an average day. How much uh, does student debt uh, drive a decision for a person on whether they go into primary care or not? No, it, it has to because, you know, your student debt, if you're a primary care physician making, say, $185,000 versus a neurologist making $145,000, your, your debt load's <laughs> largely the same. Um, through those schools, you know, it might be difference by, you know, here or there percentage points, um, but it's the same. And, you know, and you're racking up hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to go to school, you know, your wage means something. Um, you know, it's, it, you, you often see residents, you know, sort of the, the quote unquote intern doctors um, living in pretty paltry scenarios because they, they have to get by until they can sort of pay off those loans. Um, you know, so it's a it's a very high earning uh, profession, but it takes time to get to that space, right? Because um, because of sort of the debt load you had to go into for your education. There are state-funded programs that help with student loan debt, are there not? Yes, there are other states. We we do have student loan debt um, programs here. They're less for doctors, and if they are for doctors, they're for doctors in rural places mm-hmm. um, because uh, it's, we're really struggling to get doctors in, in, in rural um, communities. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. One, maybe people don't want to live in a rural community, but also um, if you're a doctor in a rural community, you're largely doing a lot of things. Um, you know, you're not just a primary care doctor. You might be um, the ad hoc, um, you know, doctor to see kids, to see, you know, you're just doing a lot more and you're on call kind of 24-7 when you're sort of the only doctor in a region, right? So um, it, becomes a, it becomes a harder sell, and those doctors are typically lower paid as well. So it's a harder sell to get people into, into rural places. So there are um, programs to, to sort of help uh, pay off student loans for doctors. But again, it's, um, you know, uh, that's not the only equation, right? Dustin, less than 45 seconds here, but what should be the big takeaway for patients, and is there anything they can do about this? Uh, no. Um, I think, uh, you know, as we've sort of learned, you have to sort of take healthcare into your own hands. Um, so you can call around. You can find. If you're really looking, you can find a doctor with less wait time. You know, so if, it, if you're, hey, I want to get into this particular location, like say you go to U of M, they have a Northville location that's really booked up. Well, maybe you can get into their Brighton location or maybe you can get into their Ann Arbor location. You know, you have to sort of pick and choose and find a doctor you want and maybe a location that wasn't ideal for you if you really need to get into a primary care physician. Um, but in the, in the meantime, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it sucks for the doctor, but, but go ahead and use those patient portals, use those emails, do the things that you need to do to try to get a, 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 you know, an appointment. Good information. Dustin Walsh, thank you very much. Have a great Thanksgiving.